0: Control is dead, and so am I. Next on Eternal Dirtles. Before we get started, I want to give a quick
1: thanks and appreciation out there to all the Dirtle Maniacs that support us on Patreon. Without these people, the podcast could not afford the production upgrades and time we devote to it. If you appreciate the content we create, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. Now on to the show.
0: Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark. And with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Zach, control is dead, and it's not me just saying that. That's based on the stats. Let's get into the meta game, my guy, because uh, like... brainstorm control is nowhere to be found. I nowhere feel like to be need, found.
1: We need we need one of those like Nietzsche t shirts. It's like force of fill. Control is dead. Control force of fill is dead.
0: I mean, that's how I feel. That's <laughs> yeah. how, that is how I feel. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a little meta game breakdown before uh, yeah. we get a ban announcement. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this before the ban announcement happens on the 16th, right? Yes, it should be on the 16th. This is the Ides of October. We're recording this. The Ides of October. We're going to get a ban announcement. Nothing is going to change. And what that means is that this is the metagame that we're going to get going into Eternal Weekend, yeah. barring uh, any changes from the Commander product. Uh, if you want to see the biggest change that's probably going to come out of that, tune into last episode where yeah. uh, we talked to Fender's Cloud about... Uh, Infect, and that seems like a deck that's going to do well, g- given the new Legolas's Quick Reflexes I'm card.
1: Very close to pivoting to Infect for for Eternal Weekend after having having that conversation, bro. Honestly, like d- check, like watch this video, then go check out. I'm going to include it at the very end to remind you. Check out the Fenris Cloud uh, interview I had, and uh, yeah, I just I feel like what a violently powerful deck uh, now with uh, the Legolas Quick Reflexes,
0: bro you're thinking about going to Infect for Eternal Weekend? So am I, dude. Yeah, that's wild. Because because Control is non-existent in this metagame. We're looking at the Legacy metagame over the last three months on MTG Goldfish, and the top 15 decks. We're just going to give a breakdown. Days Wasteland, Days Wasteland. Wasteland combo, combo, combo. Wasteland combo, combo. Stacks, combo, stacks combo day's wasteland eight cast combo Maverick that's it <laughs> that's that that's that's your metagame. yeah
1: um I think it's, but, the interesting thing is so the decks that we you know we generally tend to I, I think of as seeing when I go to legacy tournaments right uh Delver you're gonna run into Delver constantly delver's there as Grix's tempo apparently uh, and then death shadow but eight cast is a deck that I I play and I feel like I see represented pretty well. And for for the last ninety days, it's at a two point six percent. I feel like I run into eight casts pretty off, way more often than that. But that you know, I mean, that's all. What's the word I'm looking for? Biographical data or whatever. Uh, you know, it's auto autobiographical. What do they call that?
0: Autobiograph? Are you uh, anecdotal? Anecdotal. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also autobiographical, right?
0: Uh, you know, a anecdotal.
1: <laughs> anecdotal evidence. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's interesting to look at this. Uh, you know, looking at these like the, the top fifteen decks that they show on the first page, storm is nowhere to be found. Um, and I think that should inform your sideboard choices a little bit. Um, what's
0: I th- I... Hmm. I was going to say, though, the thing that strikes me as interesting is uh, Beseech the Mirror is nowhere to be found.
1: Right? Yeah. Beseech the Mirror, all the rage two months ago. Uh, You know, one of our best videos, you know, organically was our Beseech the Mirror, like, you know, me just tackling that card for like five minutes. And And nowhere to be found in, in this top 15 of decks.
0: Yeah, we should also reference that this is the uh, top metagame for tabletop, not for moto. So yeah. if, if if you're watching this and going, "That's crazy," moto is full of that stuff. Yeah. Leagues are nonstop, everything. This is the tabletop metagame, which, and we're talking about that because that's what Eternal Weekend is going to be.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that that point behooves us to mention that, like, obviously wh- you can you can say what you want about the M- moto metagame, but that's not what people are going to be bringing to eternal weekend
0: right like dude when you when you go, when you go to a eternal weekend here here's my my uh sense of like every time there's a paper event you always have to slightly over index for lands you always have to slightly over index for DNT uh th- like the players that have the fully foiled you know Japanese signed versions of their deck that they've been playing for a decade and a half they're gonna play those decks so like they, even they'll make adjustments as they can to like those versions of their build, but like they will play those decks. So like the Lance players are the Lance players, and the DNT players are the DNT players. You know, I mean, the Miracle guy is the Miracle guy. You're you're going to run into people's pet decks that they've been playing forever, and they'll be proficient with their decks, and that may not necessarily correlate to like the fact that Moto can change. You know, your deck based on your subscription that you have each month. You know, yeah. So um, you got to like take that into account.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know. I, where I'm talking about, maybe I'll switch to uh, Infect or whatnot. I am, uh, you know, sort of jailed by the cards that I own. You know, I can play Death Shadow. I can play 8-Cast. No problem. I can choose those decks right out of the gate. But if I want to play Infect, I'm going to have to borrow Trops, you know, uh, which is, you know, that's... That, you know, four Trops is not is a lot to ask. And, I, and maybe a Savannah, too. Four Trops is a lot to ask for a weekend where everyone's going to be playing their cards, Right. Uh and mm. and you know like classic example I was like hey I've got a l- I know a lot of people in the in the community I'll start with the person I know uh generally doesn't play traps turns out you want to play infect too so
0: <laughs> well I, 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 here's the thing I'm not necessarily married to it yet I just recognize that like in order to do well sometimes you have to like recognize yeah. that your pet deck is tier 6 and you know listening to you and Fenris Cloud last week uh i i mean it made You made a really strong point for how Legolas' quick reflexes being like this new hotness that people are not going to be able to learn how to navigate. People are not necessarily uh, up to date with how to navigate against infects. So you'll probably get some, not Brewer's advantage, but like the, the advantage of people being inexperienced with it, right? Yeah. It's not at the top of mind. And like, if people are trying to remember and figure out how to do it in the middle of the game also never having played against legolas's quick reflexes before then maybe it's actually a really good choice i imagine that a lot of players that are in a similar space like cephalid breakfast is still the eighth most popular deck in paper it uh according to um goldfish but cephalid breakfast has like sort of waxed into like this more aggressive combo slant with in the new metagame given that uh it's not an initiative metagame where they're not playing as much removal and you know, you can just take the initiative and like you know win the game that way. Uh, you, they've sort of moved more into like a Pact of negation, like faster combo deck yeah. in a lot of ways. And if you are going to play the creature combo deck, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Like you can play Cephalid Breakfast and it still takes with the slots. But like now you are playing the combo deck that is both soft to uh, creature removal and stack removal as uh, or counter magic and discard. Like it, it has to plug all of these holes as opposed to like Storm just has to like plug the stack, yeah. right? Or, or like, deal with a hate piece post board, which they're prepared for. I think so. It's
1: within that realm. Also, uh, an important thing to talk about as far as uh, looking at the meta for a deck like that. You know, we were talking before the cast about uh, you know looking at the seven day, looking at the fourteen day, thirty day, and ninety day. Um, Teamer Delver is popping back up in the ranks, and that means there's more Stifle out there. And let me tell you what a blowout Stifle is to that deck. You know, if someone tries to go off with their Thassa's Oracle after they Doomsday or after they, uh, you know, do their Dread Return or whatever, and you're just like, Stifle, there's not a lot that they can do about that. Like, that's a card that, like, if if you're seeing an uptick in Team Redelver and more Stifles are being played, the Cephalid Breakfast and Doomsday start to, start to pile off a little bit in how effective they are.
0: I wonder if that, like, Stifle is the a good card to quickly chat about. And when people go back to playing that card and then they go through some rounds of testing, Stifle is always the card that gets cut to solve the other problems that you have, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that, like, if people are getting onto Team Redelver now, which it seems like they are because it's the third most played deck, and I'm seeing, like, versions with, like, you know, up the beanstalk, and they're playing a little bit more grindy mid range that way. Questing Druid is getting... Um, you know some, some acknowledgement yeah questing druid is the reason the reason to splash green now questing druid is the reason to splash green i've seen the four color like four colored delver decks that are also playing Bowmaster and questing druid and so like the the green splash in the main is solely to cast the questing druid otherwise you're grixis delver yeah. so like back when they were doing grixis delver plus uh uh like green source for deathrite shaman now they're doing grixis delver plus green sources for questing druid and i get that that like they're not Obviously they're not the same in power level, but like they're the same in terms of your mana base. Yeah. Like you're making a splash for a card that, you know, you may or may not ever need in the like you may never have needed the gain life remove a creature card for Death or Shaman when you were playing it, but you had access to it. Same way with this deck. So like we're seeing some experimentation there. I think that like stifle is the card that once people are testing for eternal weekend and recognizing their weaknesses and then needing to fill in cards to like solve those weaknesses stifle is always the first card to get cut because stifle doesn't actually solve any specific thing like you can get people with stifle and like when you do it will be devastating but like it's not actually something that you're like i'm going to plan to stifle these decks and that will prove to be fruitful for me you know so it ends up getting to, to be the card that like it's it's the it's always the training wheels to start and then it gets cut over time as you like get to the tournament and then people recognize that like stifle if you're not ahead is not going to help you and so they play a little bit more broad stroke cards that are going to help them with the meta game they expect so like i'm not going to necessarily prepare for stifle so if you get me with that like you know don't but i i, I do love to stifle a miracle trigger uh that 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 was like
1: the best part of playing uh of playing rug delver against miracles when they're just like and i'll flip this terminus over and you're like no thanks you got, you yeah. now have a terminus yeah. in your hand
0: you have a really expensive <laughs> sorcery in your hand yeah good luck yeah uh
1: but yeah that, so i think yeah it's looking at the metagame here uh i think it's interesting to see you know what what is currently being played by the masses as it were right what are people expecting to take to tournaments? I think it's wild to see that Death Shadow is still as high as it is, and I feel like that is like uh, that's a nod to Grief. I feel like Grief is 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 literally just that good that some Death Shadow oh, decks are switching to like a sort of scam build where they're playing. Dude, like, one for reanimates and stuff.
0: Very specifically, that was the thing that I wanted to talk about when we got to Death Shadow. Is in paper, it says it's like Death Shadow Delver. Like those are the days, uh, Wasteland shells. Uh, in, in my mind, zero percent chance that we don't get that evolution over from from now until uh, Eternal Weekend that it doesn't just become scam. Yeah, like scam is is popular on Moto, and you know it's 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 a little bit in paper, but people are still on like some Death Shadow builds or like you know uh, like the Grixis double shells. Like th- if you go into Eternal Weekend and you're not not prepared for scam, and when I say scam, I mean like grief reanimate. Cycle of uh, troll of Casa Doom reanimate. Like if you're not prepared to deal with that, you won't win the tournament.
1: Well, here's here's a question I have, Phil. Um, these these decks, the Blueback shadow deck, right? It's 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 scam already, right? For the most part. But there comes a point, and I've been harping on this for a while. When if your only payoff to lose life is Death Shadow, is Death Shadow like is that the plan you want? If you own uh a, the the right lands to play this without doing life damage to yourself because I just feel like death shadow is not good enough payoff anymore, you know, and you know, Chalice of the void exists. So it's getting countered on, on one. If, if you're playing against a Chalice decks, so they're running rampant in the format. It just feels to me like you could build a better version of this deck, uh, remove the death shadows and either make it more mid rangey or just play Delver of secrets in that spot. Um, you know, like I said, the 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 reason why I play Death Shadow is because I like the access that I have to playing green in it too for the Berserk. I know I've said that in like three con- con- like consecutive casts. Uh, talked about the Berserk aspect of this deck. But if you're just playing blue black, like I don't know if it makes sense to do all that damage to your life total just to like maybe get out an eight eight or a twelve twelve against your opponent that they can just block with whatever they have, you know.
0: I think your explanation right there—if you looked at it through the lens of, yeah, there's not enough payoff for the life loss. People are like, why would I do that when I can just reanimate Troll of Kazadoom? right? And that's that's it. Like, I think that's it. I think like your your thought process right there is why people have been dropping off Death Shadow and moving towards Troll of Casadum and Bowmasters and Merktide and just being that deck instead. Yeah. And so your 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 threats are you know they hit a lot harder, a lot earlier in the game because. You control you can troll a casa doom on turn two, holding up any number of uh, 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 disruption. or you can also like if you go uh, turn one, fetch, get your underground sea, cycle, uh, put the troll of casa doom in, get your land, then if you can also just go like play your wasteland around days, reanimate troll, waste you, you have a troll and you know you're making your second land drop so your opponent can't waste you. In, in, in that situation either so like they're all, they're way far behind i mean granted that's a line where you're on the play but like you can't do that kind of line with death shadow and i think that your, your thought process is why people have been moved, moved away from death shadow and that's why i'm saying that like if you aren't prepared for scam anybody who was playing death shadow or isn't interested in playing you know the, the softer mana base if you want two islands in a swamp in your main or whatever to like actually be able to cast spells and not have to worry about Blood moons and shit because prison is still a deck that's in the top eight of uh, most played decks. Then like you do just like cool, I'll play scam. I'll have way more interaction. I'll have both stack and hand uh, control, similar to uh, Death Shadow. Like it still plays Thoughtseize, it still plays all that stuff. But like instead of playing your dinky three two or you know your six six that you can't play until turn four that you've lost enough life, you're like whatever. Here's a, an unblock- effectively unblockable six five. Here's an eight eight in the air. Here's my, you know, 3-2 that we'll we'll just, like, both aggressively mulligan because I demand us to, and then, you know, you can deal with this hard-to-block, you know, 3-2 threat, and then you get all of these good threats out of the board between, uh, I mean, you already have Orcus Bowmasters in the main. One area where, like, uh, Scam I have not seen Evolve to yet, but it seems like it would be reasonable because a lot of decks are using uh, their graveyard in really meaningful ways, like... Dothy Voidwalker out of the board seems like it would be a totally reasonable inclusion in these decks that I haven't seen yet. But like a ton of decks are really abusing their graveyards, whether it's like your Euro control decks that like need Uro to stabilize in those matchups or any of like the Beseech decks. Like if you just cut that line off and then it's still a really aggressive threat, like Dothy Voidwalker is still a really aggressive threat. And you also know where it's also really good the fucking mirror. Yeah. Because like if if we're both trying to jockey reanimates, like yeah, I want a Dothy Voidwalker on the table, you know, if you're on the play. And you get to strip their hand of like w- a way to strip your Voidwalker, and then you just play your Voidwalker. It, it stymies a lot of their shit. Their Murktides get get uh, yeah. hassled a bunch. They can't reanimate Troll of Doom. Well, that's a, like, like, like what what can you really do at that point? You know, without its graveyard, Scam
1: becomes a bad standard deck. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to slam this six mana six five with Super Menace. No, uh, I have a seven mana three
0: three that I can put. No you know like yeah i mean there, there's like w- the the, the metagame is still like shifting around like people are still experimenting clearly like i saw ozaman dias talk about a four color control deck with questing druid but it's effectively four color control but playing questing druid as a the draw spell yeah. that's incidentally a threat when you want it and it's like okay like the, and doing well in a league and it's like okay yeah there's there's still some space there right like there's still some maneuvering around like learning these new cards like what homes could they possibly fit in they're all generically good cards right like every single thing is like generically good there is like None of this shit is synergy based. It's all individually powerful based. So it's like, okay, what's the best combination of these individually powerful cards on their own that like maximize my options to win. And like the the space between now and eternal weekend, like people want to win eternal weekend, man. Like that tournament has clout. Like, we don't know anything about it. <laughs> like, we don't know any of the details about it. Like, the communication's pretty soft. We're gonna, you know, try and delve into that and figure that out for the, for yeah, we the community coming Koss up soon. We should
1: have on, uh, this week or, or early next week. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and so we'll get a little bit more details about that. But like, even despite the lack of trans, like, the communication about like what the tournament schedule and structure and is and all that, people still care about this event. This is the one where it's like, if you can win a legacy event, it's like you want to win a legacy Grand Prix. You want to win a tournament weekend. And that's, like, the prime time for yeah. Eternal players. So, like, people are going to test for this event. They're going to want to do well. And there's still a lot of maneuvering to figure out, like, what are the best options. And one of the spaces that, like, I've been curious to explore now that I'm, like, looking at things that aren't counterbalanced are, okay, the besieged decks do really well, right? And then the Scam decks do really well, right? And I'm like, okay, well, what are the, what are the lines of, like, what are the good parts of Scam that we can also then take from uh, Mono Black Helm? And put together, and like the 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 nod to uh, Dothy Voidwalker. If you need like the, your one hit knockout punch, like I really liked the tech in Mono Black Helm of playing the one of uh, Ilgotten Gains. Can you imagine just like okay, I'm gonna board into Dothy Voidwalker Illgotten Gains out of your out of the scam deck, and it's like yeah, I'm bringing in my stuff to like deal with your merc Tides or you know to to draw to be able to you know beat the scam draw or whatever, and you're just like cool dude like combo you right yeah. like there, there's there's the options for that space like i'm interested in that space like just transform into a combo deck
1: well phil i want to i want wanna- eternal Dirtles is proud to be sponsored by moxfield moxfield is the best magic the gathering deck building website on the internet you can create share and find decks from commander to legacy and even fan supported formats like pre-modern and old school you can see all of our decks on our moxfield follow the links below to stay tuned to pivot a, a little bit um and talk about You know, we're leading up to Eternal Weekend, but I think it's important to talk about what, you know, what's coming out between now and then, right? Like, the Doctor Who stuff didn't hit. There was nothing, I I didn't see anything in Doctor Who that, like, I read as, like, oh, this is going to be a legacy thing that's going to change the way legacy is or whatnot, which is, um, you know, I'll, I'll go on my, like, half rant about universes beyond. I love universes beyond when I love them. And when I'm not into them, I kind of ambival- ambivalent about it. I, I don't have that like visceral reaction other people do, where they're like, "It's not my fandom. I hate it." You know, like I, I'm not a hoovian by by and large. I grew up like watching a little bit of the like Tom Baker stuff, and I think it's fine. Um, does it fit Magic the Gathering for me specifically? I, I don't know, but
0: oh, so you you say hoovian, and the first thing that jumped into my mind was Doctor like, Seuss, right? Doctor yeah, Seuss, yeah yeah, 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 same.
1: Uh, but for me, it's like. Uh, that, that stuff, you know, like, like I said, that stuff is, is great when it hits, you know, Lord of the Rings is a perfect example for me. It's, and it, it's fine when it's not, I say all that to say this, like almost nothing from Dr. Who I saw aside from some reprints that you're going to, you know, you're going to occasionally run into a snuff out or something like that. Uh, but I didn't see anything that like, I, I felt like could even see play in, in legacy or that like, you know, and, and, you know, look, someone will prove me wrong and, and, you know,
0: throw some weird doppelganger card at me or something like that, or, you know... No, I think I think you're right. I think that, like, th- there's... The space for those cards are not playable because legacy is unbelievably fast. Yeah. And all of the decks are, like... They're based around, like, suspend and shit. Like, the the, the, the mechanics in those decks are not legacy mechanics. Well, th- yeah, well, that's... So,
1: and that's sort of a blessing because we've had a lot of upheaval with, with Lord of the Rings, you know. Uh, the last set had a lot of stuff obviously uh you know we got questing druid you've got uh beseech the mirror some other things uh you know what uh, sleep cursed fay fairy or whatever is is like being given the nod occasionally here and
0: there but i do like those uh, th- those those decks of of uh fay trying to make flame of anor good like those decks look really sweet yeah. like i don't i don't think that they're you know good enough to to win an event like you're still playing a bunch of cards that aren't playable but like it is cool it yeah. is it is a, a cool space
1: yeah, so I think, you know, with with the format where it is, do we, you know, we, we've discussed Legolas Quick Reflexes, but is there anything between now and what, des- December 7th through the 10th? So is there anything else that's coming out then? Is there another set coming out? There's not another yeah, set, right?
0: I don't believe another set is going to be legal for... Uh, before EW, but other than the commander product. Yeah. One one card that I remember thinking, and it's probably not good enough because it's literally double the mana, but do you remember the uh, Urza Saga R- Ragavan Uh Yeah, Saga. Saga. Right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, just like, and it, it was just like, I'm going to play this Ragavan. Obviously it's busted and it's way too good, but because it pumps out artifacts, you're like, oh, okay, I'm pumping out artifacts and that is essentially Crusades for my constructs. You, you remember this deck, yes, right? Yep. Like, it was, a, it was a pretty popular deck. There's a, a card from you know, from the Doctor Who set, and it was called Heaven Sent. It's an, uh, a saga for blue and a red. And the first two chapters are investigate. And then the third chapter is it deals one damage to each opponent. And then if uh, an opponent has zero or less life, draw seven cards. Otherwise, exile Heaven Sent, and you may cast it this turn. So effectively, what it means in 1v1 is the first two chapters are investigate. The third chapter deals a damage, and then you can just recast it for... Uh, Uh, that turn right so like you you forever make you just keep making uh uh, clue tokens every time you know for for whatever and i was like well that is sort of in the space of what ragavan was doing in that in in those in those decks of like making crusades and i'm like it's also like the super grindy card if we're in the grindy space particularly if you can abuse the artifacts like i was like maybe there's something there obviously i haven't tested it it's probably too slow but it it was one of the cards where i was like Urza Saga makes a lot of cards that look unplayable playable.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's it, it, important. No, uh, November seventeenth, uh, Ca- Lost Caverns of Ixalan comes out, so there will be another. Oh, so set, we will. There will be another set. Um, and you know, let, let's think about cards. You know, so they've got the the flip lands from the uh, from the last Ixalan. that. You exactly. know, this, this is my face itself. with this
0: is this is my face with new cards coming out before then, dude. Big frowny face. How are we supposed to test? yeah I don't know, maybe that's exciting if, you, if maybe if we don't know anything i, maybe that's exciting. I
1: mean I, I don't know how much you know l- let's think about how much uh like what did ixalan really change for for legacy you had you know search for Ascanta, i think
0: no mm-hmm. no play back then no yeah.
1: no planeswalkers were uh play really playable um uh, it's dinosaurs it's big dinosaurs so nobody really played anything from that uh you know you had some nice reprints and like spell pierce was like a 10 dollar card at one point now it's like you know reprinted common into the ground so you can get those at any- anytime you want uh I remember there there was there was a couple of playable pirates yeah. at the time Oh yeah pirates was the the, the Bob, Bob Hong right th-
0: There there were usually some there were some low to the ground pirates that uh like i remember there was the red pirate that would it was a two one first striker that would let you steal an instant and sorcery out of your opponent's graveyard and like that was like playable like depending on what the metagame looked like like uh we might see some sort of playable tricky pirate that like you know steals somebody's shit or whatever like i mean opposition agent is still a four of in the mono black helm deck like there's space for those kinds of creatures like if they have a an impactful enough effect and it's like i don't know i mean print a cheap enough thing for me to steal your Chrome and yeah. it's probably fine, you know?
1: Pushing my my brain back to before Ixalan, the first Ixalan came out. You know what I asked myself every single time a set came out? And, and the first time I can really think of doing this, I was severely disappointed when uh, Gatecrash came out. You know what uh, What I always used to ask myself when a, uh, uh, a new set came out, Phil? Uh, why no alternative death shadow will there be any relevant merfolk oh yeah Yeah. and so uh I, I forget the card in gate crash it was like a flash six mana simic two four or four two or something like that and i was like this love was not, for you. this was not what i was looking for yeah, um
0: but love that for you uh
1: i think i think that is something to, to look at every now and again something comes out and merfolk gets like a little push Right, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, true nemesis, obviously a thing. Uh, Tide shaper uh, was like the last card that really come out to like push Murfolk forward a bit. Um, you know, Doc so- hand, or whatever. We shouldn't dock hand. Uh, Emperor something the second was a card. Uh, all of those came from the same set. They were all from uh, Modern Horizons too. Oh,
0: the, a- Emperor, yeah. There's Emperor Mikhail or whatever that yeah. was like the future site for Murfolk, but it was fucking manigated. <laughs> they manigated it. Yeah they were like yeah you can cast it if you pay one you get the thing and it's like what are you guys doing like every that's the only card that the only one that they're like we got to manigate this guy's Murphy too strong yeah. come on you don't gotta want- gotta managate this one well
1: you know you don't want the professor getting you know
0: winning a tournament because then yeah then, yeah, I guess then he will complete his infinity gauntlet right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that is interesting like we are going to see a bunch more uh like they're going to bring the explore mechanic back for sure like they've already spoiled map tokens which is another artifact token and i like what else can map tokens do other than like two tap explore well so you can't
1: explore with a a map token because explore targets the thing that that explores on right you i guess you could give a creature explore but it has to be put onto
0: a creature Oh, oh! I, I, not necessarily. Like, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't mean that. Like, I mean exploration. It's necessarily going to, I, well, like, every, like an, ex, like an, ex, a map token yeah. is just going to do functionally like look at the top card. If it's a land, draw it. If not, you can put, put, a, put it in your into your graveyard put or whatever. A plus like one plus one it, counter it, on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, it'll just be the, it, it'll be like the, it could be the explore text and then yeah it could put a plus one. but like it's obviously going to be something in that space right like it, w- what, what else could it possibly be so it's like if you have a bunch of cards that also make cheap incidental artifacts to like continuously pump your urza saga constructs like all of these cards are going to make urza con- saga and uh bone master better because those are the cards that give you all the resources to do everything with every kind of design so like whatever you whatever we get out of this set like urza saga is going to be a winner
1: Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I'm trying to think what else like would be, and so we've got vampires, which has never really been historically a archetype you see in, uh, legacy. Merfolk, always on the fringes. Um, you know, pirates, you know, that, that's a thing, I guess. Uh, dinosaurs, I don't see it, but you know, it's, all it takes is one, you know, two mana five, five or something like that. Dinosaur. Uh, or there was the well the undead Regisaur thing. What was that card called? Uh, that was like a seven-seven yeah. seven that you could dark ritual Regi-
0: out. Regisaurus. Yeah. I just know it as Reggie. Yeah, yeah. So that it's a yeah, yeah. It's the seven-six that during your upkeep you discard a card and it, you know it was it was always played incorrectly in people's sideboards. Yeah. <laughs> like it was never good enough, but people love buying it.
1: Um. So you know, cards, cards like that. I'm just trying to think of the flavor of of Lost Caverns. That you know anything might jump out at me and, and honestly I think uh, if, if we were disappointed by uh, the offerings for Wildsville drain I think we're on a, a slow downtick uh, in, in terms of power level before there's another uptick uh, which is fine I think we can use that lull uh, from from Lord of the Rings where like so much changed. Uh, you know, so much of the metagame changed.
0: I mean, w- one thing that we saw, and I don't know if it's going to be a space to make, uh, you know, g- give another boost to uh, Ruby Storm, but they did spoil the Red God. That's a 4-4... Uh, it's a 4-4-4-4 four for four for four that says like it's it's more or less like any time you deal a damage, if it didn't, if it's not dealing four damage, deal four damage instead. Oh, because yes, yes, yes. yes. It, it deals damage equal to its power, and it's a four drop. And so if you're just like, okay, I'm just gonna play a couple of red rituals, play this, and then grape shot you. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well now my if every grape shot instead of dealing one deals four, that means that my storm needs to be five. And if like, which is if not you hard just... to
1: do, if you can, you know, get. Three, three rituals, it, this thing, and Grape Shot, and the game is over.
0: Right. It's that that if if I understand how that combo works correctly, that is that is get to Storm five and make six red mana. Yeah. And if you, or or make three red, 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 and if you can do that, and that's a kill, that seems like okay. There's a storm deck to be had there because you know Ruby Storm is already not an is already a playable deck. So like maybe maybe there is a tool like that beyond that that we're not seeing. But, like, that one strikes me as, like, that can't be that difficult to pull off in a 60, you know? Like, granted, like, you that one loses to, like, Caracas and shit, so, like, you have to be wary of that. But, like, I don't know. If you're playing Ruby Storm at a baseline and then you just throw this thing in that, like, quadruples your storm effectively, <laughs> like, okay, maybe that's good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Yeah.
1: Um. All right, well.
0: And also, and, and, and Grape Shot's also good in a format where everybody's on Bowmasters, right? Like, it's not embarrassing to have a... You know, a couple of four bolts in your deck randomly. If people are on a bunch of X ones,
1: yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I was going to say grape shot as just a board clear. You know, I I did that several times in that tournament that uh, we faced off at, where I was just mm-hmm. like pick off all your you know zoo creatures or whatever, and uh, you know buy myself some turns. This past and flames will do the rest later on. You know,
0: Um Zach, you I, you, you had me. Uh, one thing that I wanted to chat about before you know we before we 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 close here on our our, our thing when we were talking about Leg- Legolas' quick reflexes clearly that card is going to have legs yeah. and we've been talking about it pretty much only in infect but like is that the Team or delver removal spell that you've wanted this whole time
1: i you know i thought about this when uh when i was you know messing around it, the problem is with this card it's it's so good for infect right but the problem is unless your creature has like a tap ability um you, you're not getting the full value out of that spell for the most part because you want to save your creature. You're generally doing that in combat when your opponent's like, okay, I'm going to Abrupt Decay this, you know, and you're like, okay, well, now I'll do this and untap it and you're already attacking. So you don't get the, like, kill part of of the spell, right? You really want to pay that all the way off. You know, I won't say all the way off because you're not going to get the reach out of it if you're attacking, right? Um, But I think... You know, you know, so let's say I'm attacking with a Tarmogoyf, right? I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll cast this before combat, attack with my Tarmogoyf, remove your guy, or, you know, maybe I'll put you in a situation where you have to decide if you want to keep your Tarmogoyf or not, right? That's a thing that's not happened in years, you know? Um, or, you know, it, the problem is you want as little green as you can possibly have right now in your Team Redelver deck because of Questing Druid, Right. You just want to have green for questing druid, and have every other spell give him a plus one plus one counter.
0: Right. So I think I. Th- and, oh, so, so you're saying green cards are not the you, you can't play questing. Druid. You're saying don't play questing druid with green cards. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like it's team or delver because questing druid exists, but it's really blue red delver that like can
0: can like that play, has a that can play questing it, druid. It. Here here was where I was thinking that, like, uh, it's it's tough to evaluate this card without testing it. But you know how uh, Veil vale of Summer sometimes is cryptic command and sometimes is silence? Yeah. And I'm thinking that is Legolas's quick reflexes for Team Adelbert? Like, sometimes it's protect yourself from the ley line binding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's Doomblade. Yeah, I mean... Like, like, when you're saying, yeah, like, Infect is going to be able to pay this all the way off because, like, you know, you, you have the means to be able to, like, activate your Ink Moth Axis and then if they fight over it, you're like, whatever, I can then do this and then Tap Man and then also kill your thing. Like, yeah, Infect is definitely going to be able to, like, capture, like, all the meat off the bone on that mm-hmm. card. But, like, is that card on rate just strong enough that, like, okay, if you have, if, if you and I are, 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 are on board and we have equivalent threats, right, like, we both have a merktide or whatever, can you attack your murktide? Into my tap Merktide, if you fear Legolas's quick reflexes, because I get to untap and uh, and stand in the way, or or you know, like even the tempo of something like that, like, like if we're racing and we, you know, it's like Delver Merktide versus like bigger Merktide, and you attack in, it's like okay, untap my Delver uh, block, and now I like swing in for lethal because we were racing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, it seems like there's a bunch of scenarios right. where like incidentally, the card is going to be crazy good because you can't respond to it. Yeah. Like, I think I, I think we're underestimating how power, like, how insane split second actually is. And I think that, like, there's a lot of space for that card to be elsewhere other than an in Infect. I'm going to push back on you a little bit on,
1: on the insanity of that card outside of Infect because mm. the thing that makes it amazing in Infect, right? The, the one card in Infect that makes it the most amazing card ever is Berserk. Right? In um, that, that scenario where you have a Merc Tide and I have a Merc Tide, and let's say they're equal s- strength, and then I go to attack and it kills your Merc Tide, uh, that's, that's wonderful. Like, obviously, I'm getting through with 7 damage or whatever. But in a scenario where maybe you have a bigger Merc Tide than me, it um, doesn't kill your Merc Tide, If I had played Berserk too, I'm basically dealing quadruple damage with my Berserk, right? Because right. you have to block right. with with, you know, whatever. Um, or I'm, you know, outright, you know, if I'm doing it before combat that I'm killing your uh, Merc Tide and getting through with all of my damage. Um, I think the the addition of Trample, you know, if we see Trample threats in other in other decks that, like, can can make use of Legolas' quick reflexes, I think that's where that card shines. I think the idea of having Trample and basically just, you know, especially in fact where, like, you're dealing negative one, negative one to- uh tokens instead Mm -hmm. of damage to things so it's not only like is it maybe killing the guy but if it's not it's lowering the damage you're going to take on crackback. like there's a lot there's a lot going on there with the like the wither mechanic that uh that infect has so i think it's hard for me to justify ever really putting it in a deck that doesn't that doesn't play infect uh Mm. creatures unless there's like a big trample aspect um you know
0: well, yeah, I guess because like I'm thinking that like for the most part, the idea of it needing trample, yeah, I guess like it's tough because there's there's just so many like windows where like it'll have it, it, like its text will do different things in different scenarios, and I'm just thinking it's like oh, this card being like okay if I'm proactive and my opponent's trying to re- respond and like clear the table, I have this uncounterable, unreactable, you know, way to stymie their removal spell. But then also, if I'm racing, it's I can just attack and doomblade you, right? Because I, I, I just on the attack, it will flame tongue something, and you know it's going to stick because they can't remove it in response, right? So like you have the freedom to always know that it's going to do the thing because you can't get caught by like trying to extend. Yeah, right? I
1: think that I think actually that's funny because while you're talking about that, I was like, you know, but like then it's a dead card against against a deck like miracles per se right and i'm like oh no it's not because i'm like blanking your removal so uh, there's well uh, not,
0: not only that but like we're looking at the meta game, and that kind of well, yeah, deck of is course. nowhere to be found i, I mean you i'm know? just
1: saying a deck that would like you'll be in a situation where okay a, a card that a deck that this card is dead against is like doomsday right like it, it only affects what's on the board and doomsday don't, ain't working that way right like doomsday isn't blocking my merc tide region doomsday doesn't try and kill my merc Regent. uh all i'm doing is untapping my merc Regent for some reason right like at be- in a best case scenario i'm untapping my creature for some reason and i i don't i can't think about i can't think of a utility against a combo deck like storm or uh or doomsday or even you know, i guess cephalid breakfast runs swords plowshare so there's that but uh, it, it's against the decks that don't interact with you at all that this card's kind of worthless, and not in a way you know where you always have to kind of worry, right, with infect because you are all in on that plan. Where if you're a Delver deck and you're playing, you're, you're playing Force of Wills, you're playing Dazes and whatnot, and you're putting pressure on your opponent, uh, I, I just don't see a scenario where. This is better than, you know, any of the other cards in the deck, uh, including, like, just another threat, right?
0: Yeah, I I, I mean, I guess, that, like, there is the risk of, like, okay, yeah, you may have a dead card in a matchup. But, like, is the, A, is it, like, the the majority of matchups, like, you're, it's, it's the fringe case, right? Like, okay, yes, it's not going to be, is it, not every card is going to be great against every deck. But, like, I mean, at, at, like, I, I feel like at the same time... Uh, in those fringe scenarios like the overwhelming impact that it could have on what you know you're going to run into right like you know you're running into delver you know you're going to run into like the other creature decks and to have like a way to like to punch through all that shit if you're if we're like it reminds me very much of um do you remember back when people were playing charmogoyf and a way to like beat the charmogoyf mirrors was to play Noble Hierarchy. Yeah, or Fork
1: Bolt or something like that. Yeah, of course. Because you'd
0: be like, yeah, I'm just going to attack through and have like the slightly bigger Tarmogoyf and that's how I'm going to win this race. Yeah. Right? It's like, it, it makes me think that it's like sort of in that space, right? It's like, yeah, that that's not going to be good against, you know, the fast combo decks. But in the matchups where you're expecting like, you know, the Gentleman's Agreement of like, yeah, we're going to be playing creatures when, you know, it's like, in in the ideal world where we, you know, we had a stockfish for, for magic, and we just determine what the most powerful deck is. It's it's undoubtedly dark ritual, right? Yeah. Like you know, but like that's not what we're going to be running into at Eternal Weekend. Now, I, I think it's like, I think Legolas's Quick Reflexes is probably like. Granted, we don't know what's going to come out in in Caverns, but I think that Legolas's Quick Reflexes is like the card that, obviously, is good in Infect, but that's like the card that we should sort of look to experiment in other places. Cause it seems like it's powerful enough for that leading into eternal weekend. And if somebody can figure that out and then it's like a really powerful mirror breaker, because even if you want to prepare for it, right. Even if you like, are like, Hey, I am not going to die to like how are you supposed to fucking combat it? It has split second. What are you supposed to yeah. do? Like the, the only counter, can't, the only can't counter is exactly the only counter to a split second is exactly trigger on the stack flip counterbalance. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, cat- that's
1: Counterbalance, it. and and you can't even set it up. So you have to just you can't set it up. You Mira, just... you have to have ones
0: on top of your deck. And I know that all the miracles players out there at some point in their lives have probably felt the 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 the, the dopamine hit of of hitting a three when somebody tries to crosen grip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, like we've <laughs> all we've we've all seen somebody flip their monastery mentor to their opponent's crosen grip and like you know get hard right. Like that's happened, and that feels great. But like at the same time, like that's not a thing that was trying to kill you, yeah. right? Or trying to stop your removal spell. It was like something that was trying to like stop you from having the the, the narrative of the game. Because yeah. they, they were trying to remove your counterbalance. So it's like, it's it's, it's just like a whole different world. It's a whole different ballgame. And I, I think that like, that's the card that, you know, I'm curious, like, hey man, Legos' Quick Reflexes is getting me interested in testing Infect yeah. for a big event. So like, you know, if we're there, we're yeah, there. I think about that.
1: Well, I think that's that's a good place to call it. Uh, it just, this is this is just really a meditation on... Where where your head should be at for for Eternal Weekend coming up? What it's just it's the middle of December. right? December seventh. Uh, we're in the middle of October. You know you should have you should have your deck pretty well in mind at this point and be ready yeah. to pivot if you need to. But I think you know giving yourself two months to test, uh, putting in that work. Uh, I think you have a better chance than most uh, to to do well in the tournament.
0: Yeah, I want to do the the one broad aspect that I think we can, you know, pretty much confirm is the world that we're gonna be in as we get to Eternal Weekend and the kind of decks that are going to be viable is all of the top decks in some capacity are playing discard. Grixis Delver is playing some number of Thought I've seen in their main decks, right? Like uh, my good buddy Jake Sarcino just won a 1K at Game Story. He was playing two Thought in his Grixis Delver deck, right? Like it is not uncommon. All the grief scam decks, they're playing a lot of discard. Doomsday plays discard. Uh, black Saga Storm. People who are still on that. Play a lot of discard. Like black is heavily represented, and Thought Season Grief are common, are, are very common plays that you're going to interact with early in the games. And in those environments, you cannot be reactive, because if you are reactive, they will pick it apart.
1: Yeah. Layline of Sanctity, do, like,
0: guys, get it, get them while they're hot. <laughs> like like when people when people are on like like it's like oh if the answers are are. Spell Pierce and Pyroblast and like more force effects. Like okay, now you can play a reactive because you can jockey for position. Discard spells are going to force it down your throat. You cannot sit back and like try and play reactive when your opponent is just going to be able to like see the reaction, pick it apart, and then play around it. Like you will you will not win those positions. So like if you anticipate going and playing at Eternal Weekend, think about can how your deck is playing through discard because you will encounter that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, that does it for us. Everyone have a good one. Check you later. Hey, if you have the means, please support us on patreon.com. Here's that interview with Fenris Cloud we were talking about, in fact.